The Lifestylist, episode 16, featuring Klaus Palmer. I'm Luke Story, a former celebrity fashion stylist and founder of School of Style. For the past 20 years, I've been relentlessly dedicated to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of health and spirituality. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my all-time favorite companies known as Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic make these amazing medicinal mushroom and herbal elixirs. So there's these little packets, really easy to transport, very portable, very potent, and very delicious. So they make a reishi, a chaga, lion's mane, cordyceps, etc. If you don't know what those are, you definitely need to look into your medicinal mushrooms. These are great drinks on their own or even to add to an existing concoction. Like I love to upgrade my bulletproof coffee with Four Sigmatic products. And you may have seen this in my supercharged bulletproof coffee video. If you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. It's also in the episode upgrade from episode one. But foursigmatic.com is the place to go to get these highly convenient, very powerful, really high-end herbal elixir powders. So go to foursigmatic.com, and the bonus here is that I got you a little hookup of 15% off. How do you get it? You enter this code, the lifestylist. So at foursigmatic.com, enter the code, the lifestylist, to save a cool 15% off. You know what that sound is? That's the sound of you sleeping like a goddamn baby after you hear this episode of The Lifestylist with yours truly, Luke Story, from LukeStory.com. And today's guest expert is my friend Klaus Pummer from Samina Sleep Systems. You're going to learn towards the end of the interview what Samina is, but I'll just give you the short version of that. It's literally the most badass bed and bedding an entire sleep system on planet earth at this time in 2016 it's absolutely insane i'm working my way up to getting one now (laughs) but in this episode we don't just talk about samina beds we talk about just all things sleep in general so the different bedding materials and how they affect the quality of sleep uh, questions you should ask when you're buying a mattress sleep vitality and how you reflect your level of sleep to the world as you live your life We talk about your sleep cycle, how light, cortisol, melatonin affect you. We talk about all the poisons that are probably present in your current bedding. And we talk about the theory behind why bed springs are so dangerous and EMFs in your room. So just general sleep hygiene and guidelines. Uh, We also cover things like the air quality in your bedroom, the temperature, um, toxic fumes coming off your furniture. It's pretty insane. We go deep into this topic, and I think you're really going to get a little bit freaked out, especially when you hear how much dust mite feces (laughs) you're probably inhaling every night. It gets a little gnarly, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. So I want to thank you for joining me. And I also want to let you know that as a bonus here, and, you know, I, I like to not do promos for a show when the guest is on, but I really, really believe in this product. I have the pillow so far. I'm working my way up to the bed. They're quite expensive. But I want to let you know that if you go to the website, which is justhealthysleep.com, and you enter the code LIFESTYLIST, you will save 5% off all the bedding. So Klaus came on the show, and I'm like, dude, you got to give us a discount. These beds are really expensive, and so that's what we've got. 
So if you happen to be in Southern California, you can make an appointment on their site. You can go visit Klaus and his lovely wife, Denise, and you can experience the bed yourself. Don't forget to tell them I sent you because you're going to save 5%, which in this case would be a few hundred dollars. So it's pretty substantial. But I really look forward to sharing this episode with you. And if you know someone that's interested in optimizing their sleep and their whole bedding and bedroom situation, please feel free to share this episode as always. Klaus Pummer, a native of Frankfurt, Germany, trained formally as a furniture maker, attaining the highest certification, master cabinet maker. With a lifelong career of furniture design and craftsmanship, Pummer's work evolved to include retail, custom furniture design, specializing in garden furniture and wholesale work. In 1998, he immigrated to Canada and opened his first retail establishment, Wood and More, in Toronto. With a lifelong commitment to working with natural materials like the solid woods of his training as a carpenter in Switzerland, New Zealand, and Germany, Pummer always held strong beliefs in practicing and living holistic, natural lifestyle. This led him to discover Samina for his own ideal and organic sleep solution, a line he now carries exclusively in North America. His research into bed design principles and sleep led him to become a certified sleep coach. Today, in addition to owning a home furnishing showroom in Pasadena, California, he offers in-home consultations on how to attain the best sleep possible. Welcome to the show, Klaus. Yeah, super. Thank you for having me here. Looking forward. Yeah, it's really great to have you. I'm glad that you moved to LA so we could do this in person instead of on Skype. Yeah, much better. You know, when you once move here and you have the weather, you're not moving anywhere else. I'm very pleased and happy. And actually, my first visit to Los Angeles 25 years ago, I was a student from Germany, and now I'm here. Fantastic. Awesome. Good for you. And you landed in a nice place, Pasadena, which is relatively clean and safe compared to a lot of places you could end up in LA. (laughs) So far, so good. Awesome. Okay, cool. So we're going to jump right into the topic of sleep, which is one of my recent obsessions over the last couple of years, and something that you happen to be an expert in to the degree that you actually do what's called being a sleep coach. Yeah, so. yeah, sleep became part of my passion and my upbringing. I, I was recognizing the importance of sleep in early days for my personal life and my working life. Without the proper sleep, I was not function. Uh, so I really was interested in the subject. And I started learning from a, from a guy in Austria who became my mentor, mentor during the years, Dr. Amand Günther Jensen. And um, he told me taught me all about sleep and the importance and you know, you do something for a long time, 15 years, then you kind of know the subject. And a lot of stuff is common sense, what I think we all have in our roots, but we don't really think about sleep too much. So the first the first thing what it's important for us, it's really to bring awareness of sleep and not, not seeing this as a subject. We don't want to really talk about it. So we should really talk about it. And this is a fantastic way to do so with you look to bring this message to people all over across the country in the world and and hopefully get their attention to really point out sleep is important well it's interesting because sleep is passive and i think when people set out to better themselves they want to be taking a very yang approach where they're doing something like i'm working out i'm into fitness i'm I'm making a smoothie. I'm cooking this this food that's really healthy. I'm going to this healthy retreat to do meditation or yoga. It's all about doing something. And the health practice, as we're going to 
frame this today mm. is actually well there's things that you do to prepare for the sleep right but then you surrender and nature it, takes over uh, exactly and this is the thing it's a passive activity and of course we don't think about passive activities too much in our life and then when you really look into it we spend a third of our life in bed so this is actually a huge amount of passive time and with not paying attention you know for example what kind of room environment we do have what kind of bed environment we have, what kind of habits we have. We're wasting this entire passive time and we should take, you know, the approach to change some things to get the most benefit of the most lazy activity in life, to go to bed and sleep. Right. It's like actually the easiest health hack. I'm thinking about other things that I do or have done, like we're sitting next to my infrared sauna which I have to go in and, you know, I mean, it's passive because I'm just sitting there, but it takes dedicated time that I could be doing something else. Whereas with sleep, it's like that time is allotted or should be allotted anyway. Yeah. And it reminds me going back to my late grandmother, May, and she lived to be 99 years old. And, you know, I w when I was younger, I was a madman, you know, I mean, it's very unhealthy lifestyle to say the least. And she never really got on me about anything except sleep. I mean, I'm sure she kind of knew that I drank quite a bit and did some drugs and like was not leading, you know, an altar boy's lifestyle. But she never really um, critiqued my lifestyle mm. except sleep. Well, how many nights, honey, how many nights of sleep are you getting? You know, how many hours? And she's always grilling me about my sleep. And of course, being, you know, a teenager in my 20s, it was yeah. like, well, of course, that's what your grandma does. She yeah. rags on you about sleep. And then all these years later, I'm like, oh my God, she was right. Because if I don't get not just the amount, like the right time in bed, the time mm. sleeping, but the quality of sleep, mm. I'm destroyed. Yeah, you know? and, and, and your, mother, your grandmother had a very good approach of it. First of all, she was in the age group where sleep becomes even more important than and when you're a teenager, so she recognized truly the importance for her. But last not least, she was absolutely right. Your other habits have an impact on your health, but the most impact on your physical and your mental health is the lack of sleep. And when you are young, you don't really see the symptoms right away either. Those are symptoms that show up 10, 15, 20, 40 years later. And she was then 100% right to pay attention on this matter to make sure you sleep in early years already to make sure you maybe don't have some of those side effects from the things what we you know you obviously should not done so we have to give her a huge amount of credit and you know this is what I what I always say with sleep sleep is something what I did not develop either sleep was in our <clears throat> life hours since we got created uh, thousands of years ago and sleep was always important but finally now with you know twitter facebook and all this modern technology podcast and other stuff we can talk about it and share this message and hopefully bring this back to human society to think about it you know to sleep better and pay attention well this is one of those great trends that i appreciate now there's two huge trends in sort of the personal development and health scene right now one of them is the importance of meditation and the other yeah. one is the importance of sleep which are two of the least sexy things that you can, I mean, like, I don't know, CrossFit or something sounds way more exciting to a lot of people, not me, but yeah. to a lot of people. Um, so it's interesting to me that people are actually valuing these just, you know, as we said, just very passive and something that's just kind of built into the human life. And even in terms of meditation, this is something that humans have been doing as far back as we can kind of 
uh, take a guess at. Yeah. So what are some, in the modern culture, now that we're embracing sleep as a value in our lifestyle, and this show, of course, is the lifestylist, and if you're spending a third of your life doing something, well, you better have a practice around that. So what are some of the elements that will actually detract from our ability to get long, restful sleep? Yeah. Let's start with, you know, the bedding. What's what's the issue with, you know, a traditional, you know, box spring uh, metal box spring, um, coiled box spring, and a mm-hmm. coiled metal mattress that is just made of whatever. I yeah. mean, like if you go to your average hotel, sometimes I'm like, oh god, what am I sleeping on? Yeah, the, the, obviously the materials are very important for us in the sleeping environment, especially while they're so damn close to us, we lying on them, so most likely we have a direct contact uh, to any material. So you know, it's it's very known already. We talked about you know other activities we do know organic food we try to eat healthy we try to avoid some foods and we do also when we don't eat organic food what kind of high exposure of all kinds of chemicals and heavy metals we maybe intake and maybe what the risk of the side effects so there's nothing else to say about the same with our bedding our bedding should be free of metal and any kind of chemicals period especially when you again think about it this huge amount of time bedding yourself in this environment, there has to be a consequence at some point. And again, and what, whatever brand, whatever mattress you kind of consider to purchase, I always say to my clients and to my friends and family members, uh, pay attention on two things. The mattress absolutely should be metal-free and free of any kind of chemicals and other byproducts like petroleum fire retardants. Well, that's that's challenging because like with natural, quote, I'm doing the air quotes, you guys <laughs> listening to this, with, with natural food, you go into Whole Foods and there's a lot of natural food that's full of canola oil, for example, right? Yeah. And, and I've noticed this a trend in, in, in bedding and mattresses where it's like all natural materials are, it's very ambiguous and kind of tricky the, the way the, the wording and the marketing is, I mean... I only know of a couple manufacturers where it's like 100% organic, natural latex or whatever they're using to make the bed out of. But most of what I see when I, because I shop a lot for mattresses for clients of, you know, varying financial um, abilities, right? And I'll find a lot of this where it says they're green technology, like they're manufactured to the height of, you know, sustainability, blah, 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 like all these kind of greenwashing words. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm not seeing anything that's like, yeah, this was a plant and now it's in, in your bed or it <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. you know, it's animal fur that's now in your bed. It's it's derived from something, you know, many stages down in the in the production yeah, yeah. chain, but it's it's easy to call something natural. But is it really? Yeah, but it's a very good point, of course, to, to point this out. And mind, you can follow your own instinct. And second of all, I think what you should do is you when you do buy a mattress, you have to ask questions. Uh, don't listen to the sales pitch of a salesman. They sell you everything, but you should be, as a consumer, half-educated, make some of your own research work and, and ask them questions. And anytime when you ask the question, the question is, what kind of material are you using? Okay, the answer will say, we're using natural rubber. But then you ask the second question, was this rubber, where is this rubber from? Was this rubber imported? And did you do anything to the rubber since you received the raw material? And this is where the tricky part comes. The material was maybe a natural substance from the beginning, but then doing the process to fin- making a finished product, they're using some alterations and materials and other 
products byproducts to make it easier for them to make a mass product out of it and then all of a sudden the core core natural material is not natural anymore for example I'm very well known with a brand called Samina and we do have all natural components and with this source from Austria. So when you <clears throat> buy a brand from Europe as a consumer, you kind of have the confidence already they maybe don't alter the material and they're using really the best source available. And this is how, you know, Europe's people run their business. They're very cautious about the product and the sourcing and for example they use merino wool as one part of the bed components and we wash the sheep they wash the sheep by hand three days before we use the wool with natural hand soap to make sure the lala lane of the wool will be in the wool during the sharing process and then actually we take our time to take the wool from the sheep and we not use we not doing this in seven seconds what is a common praxis in new zealand in australia and many of the sheep don't survive the shearing process so you know it's all labor intense and time consuming and really the sources and this always reflects back in the price point and unfortunately when you come across products and this is in any products you purchase doesn't matter those are shoes clothing anything what you buy in this world even organic food when the price points drops down to a very low price point then you do have to question mark the authenticity of this product so it's almost better than to wait and start saving before you make a compromise and you buy something what is not right for you and you have no benefits well that's what's so interesting about the the, the sleep trend the popularity of sleep is that <laughs> it's you, you don't think of it as something that's going to end up costing you money like you know i just got a, a a new car at least a new car and uh you know i don't really think as long as i i think i can afford it i don't really think twice about the ultimate cost that i'm going to pay for that car or even when i my last one that i purchased and did payments if it's you know 20 30 40,000 whatever it is I mean, I don't even, that's not even a consideration. As long as I can afford the monthly payment, then yeah. I can afford it. But what's interesting with bedding, because I'm, you know, as I said, a connoisseur and I love Samina beds and there's a couple other ones that are lower price point that I think are good if you can afford that. But it's so weird when I work with clients and I start talking about their bedding and we get in the bedroom and <laughs> we get in the bedroom, professionally speaking, <laughs> and um and we start, you know, looking at their their comforter and their pillow top and their actual pillows and the pillowcases and all of their bedding materials. And we start to kind of price that out, what the different options are. And they start freaking out. And to me, it's so strange because in the other room, they have a big screen TV that's like cost more than, <laughs> than yeah. their mattress. You know, yeah. it's like, dude. It's just, it's not a sexy purchase. That's the thing. Cause, cause you can't, A, your ego can't show it off, right? Like yeah. if you're paying for a BMW, like shit, at least you can go on a date or pull up to a business meeting or a barbecue and everyone's like, wow, okay, he means business. But no one's coming in your room and looking at the tag under your mattress and determining whether that costs $300 or 6,000, right? Yeah, so it's, it's a good point. But you know what? 
when you have a sleeping environment what is not good for you you can see it in your face in your eyes your inner beauty goes away and when you're going on a date in a fancy car and you did not sleep the night before while your bedroom environment was shitty then you actually reflect this indirectly to the conversation what you have during the date and the way how you look and how you approach the rest of the evening so i'm sure you're a much better date well rested and well slept and maybe the other person will ask you what's happened to you why you are looking this way why you are this way what do you do please tell me the secret and then you can tell your own story you tell the person i invested in my sleeping environment and i doing the most possible thing what i can do in my own reach to make sure i sleep proper i follow some of the sleep hygiene parts what i got learned and i'm following some of the basic rules and then you you have the benefits as my potential date and partner in life and you benefit from it mine for example you know i i talk to a lot of businesses about sleep and the issues regarding you know when should be a meeting told to make business decisions and we do all know the common practice a meeting after lunch between one and three is useless you make wrong decisions and the company will pay millions of dollars for not thinking this through have a meeting early morning when you at least half rested right so what i want to say is the more and the better you sleep that's the better you run your business and you or you in the company where you work that's the better employer you are you will stand out in the crowd and you maybe get promoted and with your next promotion you can take this money invested in your bedroom where you got actually the energy from and this is the other thing what i what I have a hard time to get around. We, we gave, we, you both, Luke and I, we give energy away all day long. So where you get your energy from? Of course, from your meditation, from your partner in life. But on the ultimate stage of, of life, you get your energy back from sleep. And when your sleeping environment is compromised, will, will not work. Yeah. This is a question that I get a lot from people that email me through my website and just people that I meet that know I'm into all of this stuff is what's the best smart drug in terms of performance, especially out of men, you know, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, win, 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 I wanna make money, be successful, be the boss, be the CEO, have a startup, be an entrepreneur, and I wanna upgrade my brain. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what are you sleeping on? What's your room like? Uh, do you have a desk and a computer in your room? What's the EMF exposure? What's the lighting? What's the temperature start breaking apart their room? And they're like, no, no, I wanna know about the new designer smart drug. I go, yeah. It's called laying your head on a pillow and being able to get, yeah. you know, however many hours are right for you. For me personally, you know, I'd say on average I get seven and a half, but that's nowhere near enough. I can't stand that that's true. Mm. I would way prefer to be more in like eight and a half. But um, that's the biggest smart drug. And for me personally, if I sleep, you know, it depends. For me, if I go to bed after midnight, even if I sleep eight hours, I still won't feel yeah, yeah and there's a good point you're pointing out midnight our our sleep is actually controlled by sunrise and sunset and this is something what we not able to change either even in hundred of years we will not change it so generally speaking to give the audience the rough idea how this works and when the sun rises in the morning naturally we have exposure of daylight in our bedroom environment from somewhere we will naturally wake up with a small amount of high amount of cortisol and a low, very low amount of melatonin. And then in the evening time when sunset starts, we kind of get ready for the nighttime and our cortisol level will drop down and our melatonin level rises. And then, you know, one of the biggest common symptoms and problems is you extended the evening with this unofficial light 
to midnight while you do while you've been still very active so tvs of course one problem but tvs are six seven feet away i way more concerned about you know your iphone your ipad your computer all this inefficient light what is most likely blue based and very close to your eyes this will totally stop the creation of melatonin and gives you a huge amount of cortisol and with this kind of environment you're not getting ready for bed and then all of a sudden is midnight and then you have a short night and you will not feel rested and one of the tips what i give to my clients is you don't need an alarm clock to wake up you need an alarm clock to go to bed oh i love that that's a great tweetable i you know and i actually have an alarm clock to go to bed it goes off at 10 o'clock every night and i usually just get annoyed <laughs> and turn it <laughs> off and then keep doing whatever i'm doing um, I, I want to get into the light and the blue light and, you know, wearing orange glasses and all this stuff, but I yeah. want to go back cause I don't want to miss one piece here. And that was in regard to the materials. So there's, there's one issue that we have synthetic, actually synthetic materials that a mattress is made out of. They're treated with formaldehyde, which is one of the fire retardants. Uh, there's all of, they're basically sprayed with all these chemicals. Then you have you know, your pillowcases, your actual pillows, and then you have usually a comforter in your sheets, right? Yes. Um, what's weird to me is that in one regard that there's going to be these synthetic fabrics, which are made essentially most of the time out of plastic, which is made of petroleum. Petroleum based. Yeah, so you're yeah. like sleeping in what is a derivative of you know, oil or gasoline, which is really weird. Maybe that's why they need all the fire retardants. You're sleeping on like a flamethrower. <laughs> But what's always tripped me out is like, what even if you have the natural fabrics, like cotton is one of the most pesticide-laden crops in the world, right? Yeah. And so you have this nice 800 thread count, whatever, beautifully soft sheets that you're sleeping on that are then treated um, to be wrinkle-free. So they spray them with this wrinkle-free chemical, right? Exactly, yeah. So they look pretty. And then you're, you're laying your head, and you mentioned it earlier that not only is your skin... You know, your largest organ and your skin breathe just like your lungs do. So your skin's breathing in and out these fumes, this off-gassing from the bedding. Yes. And then what is always weird to me, this is why I travel with my own pillow all the time. Yeah, yeah. I bring it on the plane. Like, literally, it's my carry-on as my pillow. I'm like a little baby with my blankie. Uh, but every hotel, I will not put my head on a pillow because it's like you're you're breathing in like an air filter of those, you know, the pesticides on the cotton, the flame retardants, the anti-wrinkle. I mean, for that many hours of your night. So there's the chemical piece. Okay, I kind of get that. But what's the deal with metal springs? Yeah. And, and why do we want to avoid metal springs in our bed? Yeah, yeah. so metal springs in our sleeping environment irritate our magnetic fields. And the reason or the theory behind is we are, bomb we are surrounded with electromagnetic fields and radio frequencies. So we do have our power lines in our room, in our house environment. We have the power lines outside and we do have our cell phone towers outside. So all of this, all of this equipment devices have certain frequencies. We're talking about electrofield, a magnetic field and the radio frequencies. The metal springs are metal based, so they're highly conductive to this kind of environment and they're actually storing and saving this kind of electricity and you can really measure this in conventional mattresses with certain devices how much mini voltage the human body has in sl sleeping on an environment like this the human body is 80 percent of moisture water 
So, and we touching not the ground of our earth when we go to bed. So sleeping on this kind of environment gives us this high exposure with the stored electricity in metal springs and gives us this very high readings on millivoltage during our good night sleep. And the theory behind this, we do know we have a heart what runs on 6.78 hertz compared to our power line in our house what runs on 50 hertz. But then let's go one more step deeper to our cells that run on our bioelectrical system what is a milli 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 voltage hertz a very very small frequency very refined frequencies to make sure our our whole entire body actually can function via electrical system very very refined so with this high exposure coming from our mattress our sleeping our hardware sleep with this high exposure and those high readings we're triggering the human body to not really know where we are at this present time. The body gets confused. Is this daytime? Is this nighttime? What I'm doing here? And what's happened is that the, the, actually the, the, the need of sleep is to recharge our immune system and bring enough oxygen through our red blood cells to our organs and our immune system. And with this high exposure of these electromagnetic fields, we're totally interfering with this natural process. And this, this, this over a long-term exposure, and I really talk about not one year, not a week. I'm talking about one year, two years, three years, four years and longer. This can actually lead to a simple chronic disease. It's like smoking cigarettes. When you smoke cigarettes for a short time, you might be okay. But when you become a, a smoker for 20 years and 30 years, you might be not okay. And similar exposure to electromagnetic fields. I think that's a great balanced way to look at it. And this is always my defense when people <laughs> accuse me of being, you know, neurotic. And, you know, I'm not I'm not denying that fact <laughs> either. I am neurotic about health stuff and, and all of this. I'm I'm hopefully surrendering some of that and changing. But it's like when I say I bring my pillow with me on a trip and I'm not going to sleep on a hotel pillow if I can help it. It's not that I think sleeping on a hotel pillow is going to kill me one night. It's just I did that for the first you know, however many years of my life, probably 30 years. I don't know how many nights that is, but it's a lot of them. Yeah, Not that I actually went to bed all of those nights, especially in the 90s. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, it's it's the cumulative, you know, uh, span of time. Same with, you know, chlorine and all these chemicals in your shower. Yeah, go do a couple of them. No big deal. But how about thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of showers yeah. and thousands of and upon thousands of hours of breathing in this micro dust and yeah, yeah. and sleeping on these coils. Yeah, and yeah. so th th this is for sure the, the real right approach. And uh, before we, you know, forget about EMFs, we had never talked about the other animals living in our bed, our our friends, the house dust mites, you know, all the synthetic materials are a perfect heaven and uh, environment with the human sweat. And this is, of course, one of the most common side effects what people have. When you don't have a natural material, you're either too hot or too cold. And I cannot make this, this judgment for you. You are the best person to figure this out. Do I feel right? Do I have the right body temperature in my sleeping environment or I don't? When you're either too cold or too hot, then obviously you don't have the right materials, period. And whatever you purchase, they're called you're not organic naturally. It's still not the right material. While again, you write a high thread count already indicates to me it's not it's not organic while the the highest you can get in organic sheets is not more than 240 thread count maybe 300 
And this is something what we don't really like to use, but they're actually fantastic to use while they feel like nature and they give you the benefits from it. And you get so used to it, you will not treat those, uh, change those sheets to any others. So anyway, the huge amount of house dust mites and all the stuff that you breathe in on top of it and the people who live, the animals who are living with you, these creatures, and I'm talking about a hundred thousand of those creatures, and then they all go to start pooing in your bed and this really becomes totally disgusting all right and then you wonder in the morning you wake up with skin irritation what is the first symptom and the second symptom it's minor headaches so people who complain about headaches and migraine maybe have a high exposure of house dust mites sleeping on the floor same idea too too low on the ground gives you a much high exposure of dust uh, during the night and sleeping about 20 inches above the floor what is the guideline for me to make sure 20 inches right and a huge difference already and then you need kind of a bedroom environment what is an open concept and again Samina this fantastic European brand uh, 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 has a mattress and we actually don't call it a mattress it's a sleep system with four different layers and each layer does specific address some of the importance of good night sleep and right now in the North American market you can't find one or two of these layers but you're always missing those other layers, so you're still making a compromise. So it's kind of important to really address your skeleton, your joints, tissue, muscles, your bioelectrical system, and your skin. And for, for those components of a human body, you need four different layers. So I just had a, a, an interesting thought as we move out of the springs and the actual bedding. I just remembered when I was a kid, and you're maybe a couple years older than I, so you probably remember this too, is when before cable TV, you had a TV with an antenna. And if the antenna, it had these two kind of extendable yeah. wires, like cars used to have them too for the radio, right? And they are like telescoping. You could push it up or down and it would always get broken off by rowdy teenagers. Yes. But the TV would have these antennas and they'd always get broken off. And so what you do is you would take a coat hanger yep. and you'd, you'd like, you know, fashion your own antenna. And I was thinking about the springs in the bed essentially are like those coils are perfect antennae exactly. right for all of these wi-fi signals these cell towers these smart meters all of these you know signals that are going on which are actually counterproductive to you know the, your human biological health so i just i just had that vision and god i'm i'm really hopefully never going to sleep on a, a springed mattress and so then the other piece that I wanted to touch on, because you, you you go fast. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we got, we got to back up. So I'm going to back up to the dust mite thing, because I totally forgot about that yeah. disgusting element. So I'm imagining, because I always like to go back to, would a caveman do it? You yeah. know. So say we're, we're hunter-gatherer, we're nomadic people 200,000 years ago. We're sleeping in, you know, maybe some animal fur, some straw, um, some things we've 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 made out of, of plants and animal parts, right? And we're sleeping in those, but then we're moving a lot. Like we probably would just abandon whatever our bedding was and move on to our next little mini town or or, or, or settlement or whatever, right? Yes. And then we're putting together a new one. So this lifestyle that we have now, which is um, sedentary, where we're, we're building these domiciles and we're staying in them for a long period of time and we're sleeping maybe on the same mattress for 20 years so it's yeah. like it's so disgusting when you think about how human beings would naturally live in nature where there'd be no time for these you know god knows how many hundreds of thousands of dust mites to accumulate and start to um you know build their home on what you're sleeping on but you mentioned the feces the poops 
the shit of the dust mites, which is then compounding and filling up your mattress. I mean, I'm kind of seeing those particles of mini shit drip down through the fabric in the mattress and just kind of bioaccumulate there until, you know, I imagine if we could put it, you know, with the sun behind it and kind of stamp your fist on the bed that poof, these plumes of dust mite shit slash dust is going to like billow out. And that's what we're sleeping on every time we throw your baby on the bed. Poof, there goes like a shit cloud. I mean, it's really, really nasty. Yeah, it's minus micro, micro, micro millimeter. So everything is quite small, right? You don't see it. We do know it's there. And when you really cut the mattress open, there's definitely a very strong evidence of this. And also, the, I would say the common sense would make makes makes a lot of sense. The bean, the whole theory behind this, a human body does lose a half a liter moisture per person. So a couple in bed, we're talking about one bottle of water. And this water goes away from the human skin. This is the detoxifying process from the daytime during the nighttime to make sure we got rid of the poison what we got exposed to in the day. We're all in the outside, so we have some poison from our cars and our environment where we do work and our indoor environment, what is actually, there is a very scary amount uh, uh, of indoor pollution and actually indoor pollution in North America seems to be seven times higher than outdoor pollution. What is a hard thing to believe? One of the reason being is the buildings are very airtight and we're not used to to open windows enough anymore. Second of all, sometimes we cannot open the window while weather is permitting it, either too cold or too hot. And then we're using the wrong building materials from the beginning, including the the mattress is a building material as well. Uh, Nothing else to me. It's It's a piece of thing where we should think about it again what to buy so we are living in this environment indoors what is seven times more exposure than an outdoor environment so i always have the saying a homeless people sleep in a better sleeping environment than than we do in our multi-million dollar homes what makes not a lot of sense either right and those guys sleep on the ground of the earth most likely have no shoes so they even have a direct contact to earth but they have no the benefits for no metal and no metal spring and then they're being grounded to have the benefits from the connection to the earth and then we go to our fancy benzy bedrooms and then we have do everything wrong what the homeless people naturally cannot do wrong while they're not in an environment like this so you're absolutely right so the water is the issue the water in our dead skin cells this cleaning process during the nighttime gives this perfect nourishment and then the, again the material is the wrong choice merino wool is the only fiber in the world who naturally can absorb human moisture and cannot store it, period. Moisture absorbed like a sponge, moisture goes away in the open sleeping concept. Uh, other sleeping environments with horsehair, there's many brands who are kind of incorporating horsehair. Horsehair cannot absorb human moisture, period. It's not the, the fiber does not allow it. So it's 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 better than synthetic, but doesn't do much either. Then we go to step down. We're using synthetic materials. Synthetic materials cannot absorb human moisture whatsoever. And you start actually sweating on the surface on your mattress. And then you actually accumulate more sweat than what you, what you naturally would have. And again, our sweat actually is very, very interesting. When you want to get rid of your spouse, take your human liquid to sweating, fill it up in a glass and let her drink it in the morning or him. It's so much poison in our human sweat. Incredible. It's 
Right, because nature is using that time to get rid of that stuff through the sweat. Unfortunately, it doesn't work as an insecticide for dust mites, though. No, <laughs> they, unfortunately They tolerate not. it very well. They tolerate it and they love it. <laughs> and especially a dark environment. I want to point this out, too. Yeah. For house dust mites, they need dark environments. So most likely conventional mattresses are in the inside really dark, no light exposure. And this dark environment for them is a perfect place to live and grow. I want to also cover air quality. So you talked about you know, the, the toxic air inside. And I think people sometimes, well, what does that mean? Where does it come from? So when I look at the room that we're in now, there's paint on the walls, which was here before I got here, which is probably not no VOC paint. So over time, this paint kind of degrades and, you know, off gases, there's carpeting in here, which isn't a natural fiber. I have soundproofing on the walls. I mean, everywhere I look, something's basically made out of plastic or some derivative of petroleum, right? And the same would be true in my bedroom. Yep. Then you have all of your furniture, even like nice furniture you get from West Elm or, you know, cute little stores like that. It's all particle board, yes. which is made with these formaldehyde-laden glues. It's not real wood unless you get an antique, you know, or something like that. So you've got the off-gassing, and then all the glue that puts the furniture together. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like uh, if there was a way to, you know, to, to easily measure what was actually in the air in our sleeping environment. So I, what my solution is this, and I want to see if you can offer others as, as an expert in this. I have a, an air purifier in my room that I run all night long, and it's also a good kind of sleep um it's a good noise cover, just a white noise generator. I also sleep with earplugs because I don't want the white noise yeah, <laughs> to yeah. keep me awake either. But I'm in the middle of LA, yeah. you know, I mean, it's really loud. But I use the Austin Air Healthmate. Okay. And, um, and that kind of gets the particulate. It's a very fine filter. gets the particulate out of the air, but that doesn't get gases out yeah, yeah. of the air. So, but, so I use plants for that. So yeah, the, you, you, what, what, what else would you say in terms of air quality? I would say, you know, air quality, good point, and what you do is already good. But you, I, I would say let being minimalistic is a good idea. So it's very easy for us to get rid of our carpets. In most of the places, either we have a nice concrete floor, but we can be exposed concrete with no finish or even a you know, subtle lacquer finish on it. And when you're lucky, you have old hardwood floor or any kind of flooring under there, you kind of refinish your hardwood floor with organic oil finishes. And actually my real upbringing in Germany was I'm a master cabinet maker. So my idea of building furniture was always using solid furniture with no chemicals and using organic oil finishes. There is plenty of stores all over the world and of course one in Pasadena right now uh, who who they have access to furniture who are absolute chemical free and they're actually not that they're, they're, they're very nicely designed as well they look same like any big buck box store you maybe pay a higher price but on the end of the day you know you're safe and you're building a safe environment so you know look out for getting you know there's a lot of small carbon there's all over the country they're building furniture you know in their own garages and they're most likely using solid wood nature gave us all what we need there is no need for us to buy uh, mass product home furnishing and in your bedroom you don't really need too much either except a bed frame and two night tables and maybe a sideboard for some of your clothing and belongings and that's pretty much it so you know being understated being minimalistic and try to rip out everything in the bedroom what is not needed and use natural organic materials to finish the products you can buy now water-based paint what is very easy to apply much easier to paint than oil-based paint you can strip down your doors and um, you know get rid of the paint and use organic oil finish to refinish your doors they're all solid wood from the beginning and used you know in the 60s they're nice doors and again when you buy 
The main component in the mattress, make sure you buy something what is organic and certified organic with European, you know, appeal to it. And then what about the, <laughs> this, the kind of obscure practice that you and I've talked about, and you're actually the only other guy I've ever heard talk about this. And I, I think I heard this on a podcast years ago and I thought, eh, it, it made sense to me and I tried it out. And that's the idea of sleeping on an incline where your head is higher than your feet. Now I showed you my bed when you when you arrived and you know I have a poster bed so I had it up about I don't know 4 or 5 inches higher but it looked really weird cuz then you see the bed slanting so I dropped it down to 2 or 3 inches higher and the theory as I remember was that um the your your lymphatic your lymphatic fluid your blood all the fluids in your body if you're sleeping flat tend to um migrate toward your upper respiratory system and your brain and causes stagnation right? right and so when you're raising your head what it's doing is it's giving your body a, a greater um, capacity to detox because you're not having that stagnation of all the fluids in your upper body and that was enough for me you know it was explained i think more scientifically by the gentleman that talked about it yeah but i was like i'm in i'm doing it and it's been that way for i don't know four years probably five years maybe even now yeah, and fantastic. Uh, yeah. you know just another little adjustment but what do you know about that that i don't yeah so the incline sleeping is definitely something very unique and i'm truly believe now this will be the future of sleeping will take 10 years you know to make this more develop for everyone i'm personally sleep now inclined inclined for a month and i have some amazing experience so what the whole theory behind is and and how we came up with the owner of Samina, Dr. Armand Janssen, um, he was researching how our ancestors slept. And one of his findings was already using natural materials like natural rubber, wooden slats, merino wool, organic cotton, you know, dash skin. But uh, he also found out they slept most likely somewhere on a hill inclined. And this was a common praxis in olden days. And, and they moved around from one town to another and anytime they found a location was inclined so he looked closer into the subject and said when they did this let me see why they did it and maybe what kind of benefits we can have from it so some of the basic finding as you said is already the detoxifying process of our human body is much better and this is a simple experience like for myself having number two in the middle of the night what was unspoken for but this means already you sleep the rest of the night with less toxin in your system so most likely you have a benefits from it right however natural blood naturally to lower your blood level without any medication to natural levels so we we figuring this right now out with people who have high blood pressure let them sleep inclined for six months to a year and see where where is the blood level goes right you know so the this kind of benefits migraine headaches the whole gravity aspect of sleep it's a big big important and then last not least it's still our earth magnetic field is shrinking we do have a problem with earth magnetic field already from the beginning with all these metals in our building environment so with sleeping inclined and metal free, we also try to stabilize earth magnetic fields. And then of course, when you add a grounding pad, what imitates the direct contact to earth, you're getting additional benefits. So again, there's many components together, making the sleeping experience to something very unique. And of course, you know, people will ask us for white papers and studies 
And then I have a very simple answer. When you try it something and you don't like it, you don't do it and you stop doing it while you don't feel good the next morning, you will naturally already enrest your bed without knowing this from me. And you think you do it already for a while while you feel good about it. So obviously you have a benefits from it. So let's let's try it and let's see what, what benefits are we getting, right? And yeah. don't ask too much scientific sometimes and don't question the question to find another question and then try to answer this question. Sometimes this gets too complicated. No benefits, you don't do it. Benefits and you feel good the next morning, do it. You have nothing to lose. That's a simple way to approach different practices. I mean, I'm not an analytical type guy. I'm a creative nut. And so, you know, I think sometimes I push things to the point of probably doing some things that aren't necessarily 100% safe for myself. But in terms of recommendations, I don't make a recommendation to someone until I've tried it and derived benefit from yeah. it. So in, in the case of, you know, sleeping on Uh, a slight incline, which by the way, slight, you know, I mentioned the inches. I think when I first did it, I had a brick sitting upright um, yeah. and I just put a brick under either side yeah, yeah, of the, my mattress. The brick is approximately... I mean, underneath the, the frame of the bed. Yeah, the, the brick is... The, 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 the guideline is three degree and the ultimate uh, degree is 5.5. That's the max you should do. It does the most benefits and this equals about to eight or nine inches on the headboard. And this only works well. And, uh, you know, I, lucky I'm a master cabinet maker having my own workshop in Germany for a long time in Switzerland. I had enough common skills to fool around with bed frame designs. So one of the designs was now we building a bed frame in a bed frame to not really disturb the look of a four poster bed. In the same time, you can tilt the entire inside and then you sleep inclined. And when for any reason your partner does not like it, you everybody has his own side. So it's actually person independent. And also when you think for one reason you want to go back to horizontal, then you change it very simple. And it, also I want to point, really want to point this out while we're talking about bed frame designs. A bed frame should be 100% metal free. I cannot stand it when I go somewhere and measure ex electromagnetic fields in people's home and I see iron bed frames. It's, it's something what freaks me out. So you pick up the signal even from the frame too. Yeah, I'm thinking like in the in the U.S. in the old, um, you know, I, I've lived in Colorado at various times, and there's these old mining towns, and when you go in some of these old, even you know, the old hotels or these old cabins that you can rent, and they have these old time kind of Victorian style design metal bed frames, yes. right? And they're, they're very archaic. They look like something that would be in a, you know, an ancient prison cell or something. But I never thought about the actual bed frame. I'm just thinking of the mattress and no, the no, box no, frame no, with the, the coils. The bed frame is, you know, it's iron or aluminum or something. It's a huge amount of metal again. And again, finding this environment in a cabin in the middle of the bush, less worry to worry about it. There's no exposure of electromagnetic field. Actually, I think the the most best environment and this is while walking and walking barefoot is important either on the beach but then i questioning here in los angeles when i go to venice beach or santa monica i do see cell phone towers and i see those devices but go in the middle of the forest go up to maine a good friend of us is in maine he knows nature quite well and being in be in the forest and the lowest emf exposure is in the forest uh, with all the trees in our environment there so and take your shoes off and walk barefoot right Yeah, this is something that I'm always doing living in the city is trying to simulate the natural environment. So I have like before you came in this room, I have a diffuser over here with some essential oils from all these different types of pine trees. And so when I walk in, 
my office. I've got natural firelight. I've got candles going. I've got the diffuser. I've got my grounding pad. I'm doing everything I can to make my totally urban city unnatural environment as natural as I can. And and the same thing is true uh, in the sleeping room. And another thing I wanted to mention in terms of the actual bedroom, I like how you talked about having, you know, a minimalist approach to furniture and you know, not everyone has the luxury of being able to keep the rest of their life out of their room. I mean, if you live in Manhattan, for example, your whole your whole fucking apartment is your bedroom, you know, unless you're really, really wealthy. Uh, in L.A., we have a bit more space. So I have a two bedroom apartment. So we're in my office slash podcast studio and I have a dining room, living room and I have a nice spread here because, you know, it, it's affordable in the city or somewhat. Uh, so I have the luxury of in my bedroom. I don't have you know, I don't have a TV. I don't have anything going on in there. No computers. I don't have my desk in there. I only use my bedroom. I can't even say that I read in there because I only have amber lights. It's not even enough light to read by. But all I do in my bed is make love and sleep. Yep, that's the right approach. And and I just, you know, I don't I don't bring my laptop in there. Yeah. Me, well, that's not true. That's not true. Every once in a while, if I have company, I might watch like Netflix or something. You know, yeah, Netflix yeah. and chill. Yeah. Uh, I might watch Netflix in my bedroom. But if I'm just home alone, I don't like, I'm not going to be in my bed with my laptop yeah. surfing the internet or something. I make myself sit in the living room if I want to do that so that... To me, it's like my subconscious kind of knows when I go in that room that it's time to shut down my nervous system it's time to shut down my awareness and go into a more restful introspective space and not having those kind of distractions in the room helps yeah. a lot i yeah I, for sure right and i i do understand the problem with space and you know one bedroom comp apartments a simple advice still though is you know being uncluttered that's all what you have to do is when you still have to have your computer and other devices and other stuff in your bedroom while part is part of the room many bedrooms actually have exposure to the kitchen so you know when, then at least you know try to clean up the dishes and don't leave them exposed so when you already go to the bed your room is still nice and clean and organized that's all what i'm asking for and then you know when the devices are plugged in and outlets and stuff you can you can locate the panel the breaker in the panel box and disconnect the breaker to shut off those devices what you don't need then you have less exposure of electromagnetic fields and you know also you can work with curtains you know you can make a, a one bedroom apartment you can divide very simple with a curtain to two rooms and you know on the piece of wire and some some nice fabric and you create your own sleeping environment you can sleep under a mosquito net what gives you kind of privacy too right for the rest of the room and some more uh, less exposure to see the stuff around you so there's many good way to do it it's still very sexy and good looking and not really thinking about work too much especially you know what turn off your phones i i that's something but i never really understand either why is your iphone on why you really put it under your pillow or on your night table. You make the decision to go to bed and you really know you want to sleep and then you're still attached to these devices. And I'm so worried about our kids, not even in our age group, our teenager, our babies, everybody who's born now, you know, they're getting, babies getting devices from their parents so they can have a dinner in a restaurant and don't have to talk to them. So this is very, where is this goal and where does this stops? <laughs> it's mine. This, this baby will think this is part of my life to have this device to press some various buttons, to have some light exposure, to play, 
with animation and then this kid will bring up the rest of the life and this kid will not sleep without using devices right so give me a break yeah it's um it's interesting with the iphone thing i'm i'm hoping someone if anyone's listening to this and you're an inventor please listen up I only bring my phone in my room because I use the sleep app because I'm always geeking out on sleep. So I put it on airplane. I charge it before I go to bed so that it's not plugged in the wall. But the sleep app that I have uses the phone's microwave. Microwave. Microphone. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking of microwave radiation. Yeah. It uses the microphone. And so when you wrestle around and you move or you breathe or whatever, it kind of gauges you know, how your sleep cycle is. And I just am a geek and I like tracking that. But unfortunately... I haven't found like a convenient and affordable device that will track my sleep without having to bring my phone in there. So that's part one. Another thing that my that the um, the app does, which I can never remember the name of, I think it's Sleep Sense or something. Mm-hmm. I, I there's I many of apps. Yeah. But what's really cool that it does that I haven't found an alarm clock that does is this is my alarm clock. Is it lets you set a window, right? So I use a which recommended is a 30 minute window. So if I know the very latest I want to wake up is 7 a.m., I'll set the window between 6:30 and 7. And then what happens is it senses based on your movement when you're coming out of deep REM sleep. So it will not wake you up when you're in deep sleep. So when it starts to, and the, and the alarm doesn't go, it's very gentle and gradual, right? Mm-hmm. So you're already naturally, nature is waking you up, you're getting a little cortisol, you're moving around, and your phone picks that up and then gently wakes you up, which is, to me, I'm getting more benefit from that uh, than being jolted awake like in an emergency fight or flight. Like, I already have enough fight or flight in my life just from being a human being in the city. But I want to wake up gently, mellow as possible. Yep. So for that reason, the benefit of having my phone on the bed, in the bedroom, I believe for me, outweighs the detriment of having it there and having the temptation. For me, it's like, because I'm it's on airplane, it's kind of just an inert, hopefully, piece of metal and plastic sitting there. The danger is that it's tempting to look on Instagram, to look on Twitter, to hit an email or something like that. If the phone was not present in the room, it would be yeah. infinitely easier just to totally shut that out and really yeah. just be with myself in solitude and you know, have, have my sleep be a more, um, not only restful, but almost kind of a spiritual private moment where I'm actually able to disconnect from the world at large. Yeah, I, I'm lucky I actually leave my cell phone at work. I can walk to work two minutes. The, when I come home from work, there's no need for me to have a phone, period. Yeah. I, I Sometimes I take it home while I'm expecting a call, obviously, and we don't have landlines anymore. This is the entire problem. We should go back to the old-fashioned telephone lines and have a landline. We don't have a telephone booth anymore outside, so we cannot make a call, so... Uh, some people definitely need their phones, but um, I try to leave it even at work or in the car or somewhere where I don't have access to it and then I forget about it and there's no need anymore anyway. The day is long enough. I'm exhausted. I cannot more, you know, you give, you'll be giving energy. All of us give energy away. Doesn't matter what we do. Our kids need attention. So we give energy away. Our husbands, we, you know, it doesn't matter you what profession we, everybody is energy driven, right? So where you get your inner peace and your energy from, it's from being quiet. And I think this is one thing we we don't know anymore what it means to be quiet. We have to be entertained. Well, that's an interesting discovery that's been made recently too, <clears throat> is that when you're engaged in something mentally, you're not resting. Mm-hmm. And I've heard this from numerous sources recently, just you know, stuff that I listen to and read. And I always feel like if I take a break from what I'm doing, you know, at the computer, running around, running errands, whatever, 
and I pick up my cell phone and start like just, you know, looking at a YouTube video or something like that, that I'm resting, you know, yeah. but actually resting is when you, when you don't have your phone in your hand and you're totally disengaged and you're just being there in that moment, breathing, feeling yeah. your aliveness, right? Like a little yeah. mini meditation. So, Absolutely. so I'm, I'm getting much better at the habit of just setting my phone across the room or in another room and taking a moment to rest that is actually a rest, not where I'm mentally engaged. So a um, couple other little things I want to cover in sleep here before we get off that, and then we'll wrap it up in a few moments. What about the level of light in the room? Yeah, yeah. When I, when I moved in this place here, it had these nice little, I don't know what you call these kind of, they're shades, right? They're kind of Roman mm. shades, I guess. And then they're, they're a sort of a beige color. They're really nice, kind of natural looking material. They go with the house. I thought, oh, that's lovely. And then the first night I went to sleep here, it looks like somebody's shining a blue, a giant square blue flashlight through my room on four, I have four of these windows in there and they really don't keep out light. And yeah. being in the city, there's so much ambient, unnatural light. I mean, God, when I go to New York, it's like, I'll call the hotel and say, what kind of curtains do you guys have? Or if I stay at Airbnb, well, I remember once in New York, I actually went to this Airbnb and the, the girl didn't have any window mm. covering. And at night in, in Chelsea and Manhattan, it's just like, it looks like someone has a spotlight shining in your face when you're trying to sleep. So I had to go to the CVS and get um, tinfoil and I actually tinfoiled up all the windows in there to create a dark space so that I could sleep. I mean, it looked like I was, you know, opening a crack house yeah, or yeah. something, but that that's what it took. So what is it about, you know, getting light in your windows at night that ruins your sleep yeah we talked briefly about you know sunrise and sunset so the light is indisturbing with your creation of melatonin and melatonin is our natural sleeping hormone and we do can be able to buy supplements but it's still not doing the same trick you need a totally ex dark bedroom to make sure there is no light exposure the reason being is to make sure you have enough melatonin and less amount of cortisol and you also don't want to have any in the in disturbance during the nighttime you do open up your eyes briefly during the nighttime especially in the morning hours when you start dreaming what is kind of awakening already but you know <clears throat> a lot of eye rapid eye movement and any kind of light, light exposure from the sun, natural sunlight or inefficient light will totally interfere with your sleep pattern. And that's one of the biggest issues with people, not enough covers in the windows. Sometimes, you know, high rooms with high ceilings have odd windows, so it's very hard to find a shade to cover this. And then, unfortunately, also the building security purpose, you know, there is another big huge flashlight on the back on the house to make sure that when the alarm goes on, we can see the burglar and stuff and everything is brightened up. You know, first of all, you waste electricity and you pay a high price for it. What can give you the money to buy a better mattress? And second of all, you interfere. So again, button line is dark out curtains, dark out room, very important. You know, black out your room so much you can. And again, the basic theory is, you know, have a proper rhythm of day and night time. You cannot change this day and night rhythm. And this, you know, people who are traveling to overseas a lot, and I feel very bad for all these air pilots and stewardesses who travel long distance, they interfere with their sleep cycle consistently. And so, you know, going from here to Asia and coming back and all of a sudden, instead of nighttime, it's daytime. The human body cannot adjust this quickly. And for them, it's, it's a hard abuse. And we do see, you know, also for shift workers, people who work in the nighttime, like police officer, fire department, nurses, doctors, you know, those people, very, very important to have a proper sleeping environment. They have to sleep 
when we actually normal people go to work so this means during the daytime so you have to imitate in your own sleeping environment nighttime and this only works in a 100% proper sleeping environment and one of the requests we do have and I have is a totally blacked out room. Yeah, I think that's so crucial. Another thing that I've done in this place here is I have two lighting setups. So I have a blue light or what would be, in my case, I use full spectrum bulbs. So they have purple, red, and blue, like natural daylight. Mm -hmm. And then that's for when I want to be awake or during the day. But once the sun goes down, naturally the sun, whether that's 5 p.m. in LA in the winter or it's 8.30, then what I do is I turn off all the blue lights in the house and I go to all amber lights. So every room has two setups, one blue and one amber. Yeah, cool. And it's it's amazing what that's done. And then if I want to, you know, get crazy and party, you know, I'll put on my orange glasses, my blue blockers, eight bucks on Amazon. And I'll put those on if I want to read under bright light or, you know, there's people over that I'm not embarrassed to wear my orange glasses in front of. And I got to say that it is, I've always fallen asleep easier, but I've got to say that I sleep much more soundly now that I'm mimicking dusk, right? And so yeah. when the sun goes down outside, in all theory, the sun also goes down inside my house. Yeah, very good. good, good. Which is a, been an amazing hack. And it, you know, it's a little bit of an adjustment, but yeah. I even changed the bulb inside my refrigerator to an amber LED because yeah. that's what would get me. I changed the whole house and then I go open the refrigerator yeah, without no. my orange glasses <laughs> and it was like the sun shining right into my Actually, iris. It's, it's a good point. The fridges, I have LED lighting now, pretty bright. So yeah, a good point. No, no, I like your idea. The approach is the right one. And, um, and you know, this is when I get invited for dinner somewhere. The first thing that I do is take the light switch off and bring my own candles to have candlelight. While this is also one of common mistakes what people do wrong before they're going to bed. Too much light exposure for the entire family. And then you have to think about it. The little ones, the kids, they're very sensitive still with this. They're, they have to be absolute in dim light already. And otherwise they're hyper and you never get them to bed. So, and then including, you know, mistakes, having them exposed to a blue computer light and watch, let them watch TV too long or play them on the iPad or video games. Yeah. So and there's a, there's a couple other hacks just for you guys listening and that is of course now thank god I read that um Apple is actually in the next update doing a blue light killing filter within the app okay. so that you can kind of set it to dusk mode which is going to be amazing. For now I have a filter bulletproof cells one called the Zentac. I have one of those on my phone and then on my computers I use uh, an app called f.luxflux and that you know, reads your time zone and actually shuts the blue light off on your Mac computer according to the time, which is which is great. So if, if you're listening to this and you have kids, man, like get a filter for their iPad, their iPhone, all of that. It's crucial. And on the blue light thing, which is weird too, is what I don't hear anyone talking about, Klaus, is your pets. You know, we have this dog, Yoji, my mascot sitting here, and um, Yoji's mom, <laughs> you know, we have joint custody, and and Yoji's mom, she doesn't really believe in all this shit, you know, frankly, uh, that I'm into with the blue light and, and all that. She's just not that interested. But <laughs> I don't say anything because I don't want to be controlling psycho. But 
like the poor dog is exposed to really bright, bright like LED lights all night because she just she cooks at night and stuff and has the, these really bright, actually fluorescent bulbs. Oh, yeah, fluorescent even bulbs. Yeah, on and on in the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, our poor son, you know, the poor dog, like his melatonin's getting trashed. But it's a consideration not only for kids, but like, would a natural wolf out in the environment be looking at what's the equivalent of midday sun at 11 p.m. Yeah. at 1 a.m.? No, I mean it's just it's not it's not natural and nothing in our life is natural but if there's like a couple incremental tweaks that one can make for your pets family yourself um and and then what happens for me is just over time these things just become automatic it's like when i'm when i'm leaving the house at night say it's eight o'clock it's dark and i'm gonna go be driving around and get headlights and go watch a movie or something like that i just grab my orange glasses and i wear them around i look like a total douche and I don't care because I know I'm going to come home, fall right asleep, and sleep like a baby. And I'm, I'm doing a better job of tricking my brain that it's yes, dusk. That's that's all it is, trick your own brain. And now it's just automatic. And now people stop making fun of me. At least the people that I know personally, you know. <laughs> and it's just like they know if it's dark, I'm going to be wearing orange glasses. I don't really give a shit. I want to feel as good as humanly possible. Exactly. So this the the same if you're bedding. Buy you know buy a good bed. Buy a Samina bed, of course. Preferably, and you know, enjoy sleeping in this world of of deep sleep and and enjoying yourself and all the attached benefits. So, well, I think we we did a pretty good job of covering this, and you know, I I wanted to talk about Samina beds because I, although I haven't technically slept on one, I'm obsessed with them, and I'm I'm working toward getting a system, a Samina sleep system myself, and that's gonna happen soon. I'm putting that out there in the universe. But I just, you know, I really believe in your knowledge about sleep and I really believe in that technology because I just geek out on this stuff and I study and I study and I study and I just think that it's unparalleled. And so I just am a huge supporter of what you guys are doing. Yeah. And I'm, you know, definitely going to put a link to that in the show notes. And I'm really <laughs> excited that you moved to LA. You guys had your showroom in Dallas, which was a bummer for me. Yeah, And now you're out in Pasadena. So I want to encourage anyone that, you know, wants to dive deeper in this to contact you to um, definitely come out to the showroom and check out, you know, these amazing systems in person because they're really, really cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm not one to just push it. I have no gain here other than the fact that one day I'm going to get one for myself. Yeah. You know? And once I have like, you know, I don't know, I'll become like an official, you know, spokesperson or something. But for now, it's just like, there aren't that many options available. No, no. And, and what I want to say for this, of course, you know, I, I my living is selling Samina beds, but also I'm not really selling beds. I always tell to the potential customers, what I really sell is the knowledge about sleep. And I give you all the necessary tools and you know, you would not get upset when you go buy a new computer with a better hard drive who runs faster every two or three years either, while this is already normal, right? You buy a laptop, you buy a Mac, and two years later, you buy the next model naturally while, you're, while you want to be upgrading, you want to be faster, you want, you want to be more storage and stuff like this. And this is the same with me. I can talk about sleep all day long and give people the necessary tools and i give a lot of free advice what people can do like we talked about you know to removing the stuff walking barefoot having some high sleep hygiene and stuff but on the end of the day for a good night's sleep there is a piece of hardware needed and why not <coughs> recommending a product why i personally sleep on it for more than 20 years 
and I had the benefits of from it already. I see the benefits on everybody who made this kind of investment. And again, there's certain, you know, there's some beginner models of Samina and then you can do the ultra luxury version. So we do have a wide range from the beginning. Even you buy the starter model, you have so much benefits compared to conventional bets, what is worthwhile already. And then during the time being, you can upgrade or change. But I have to recommend a proper product. Well, otherwise, I make you excited in one way. You learn a lot. And then in another way, I let you hang there and there's no option, right? So we do have to offer a solution. So on the end of the day, I see myself as a sleep coach who gives you advice and a solution. And hopefully, you can make this investment and you hopefully follow my, uh, my, my way, how I was thinking and where I'm coming from. And actually it's also very truly, I don't have to push a sale. When people come to us or we do conversations on trade shows and we do a lot of trade shows between San Diego and uh, Seattle, uh, the next 12 months when people meet me, they walk away with the knowledge and they figure out on their own when they go back home on their lie in their crabby beds, what Samina could do for them and how much benefits they would have from it. And then the telephone rings two months later and they will purchase the product while they feel really physical understand as it's all good and nice what I learned about sleep, but I really need the hardware. It's like driving, you know, a, a, a fancy car or a nicer car. We all can drive in a basic car, but then we can buy a BMW and both looks like you, you and I, we have a, our eye on BMWs and uh, enjoying the drive in those cars. You know, there's, I, there's, it's nice to drive in my car, but again, I spent, I will spend today an hour and a half in my car. I will sleep tonight seven and a half hours in my Samina bed. Yeah, no, that's a good, it's a good point because it, like, when I teach people about different recipes, say like smoothies and different um, herbal elixirs and stuff, and then I go to their house and they don't have a Vitamix blender. And I try to explain, yeah, what you have is, that's not a, it's not a blender. It's kind of a mixer. <laughs> you, know, like, you need to get a blender that blends, that crushes, you know? And so they have to get a commercial grade, like professional yeah. blender, which is a Vitamix, which can run you anywhere from, you know, three to $600, right? And they're like, yes. oh, but, but, but. I go, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm removing all the MSG from your cupboards. I'm getting rid of all the shitty non-food that you're eating as food. We're going to dial you in at the best health food store with all the best, you know, organic, local stuff, take you to the farmer's market, and then you come home and you don't have anything to, like, mix it up in quickly so that it can be convenient. And then, you know, once, of course, they make that transition, they're like, oh, my God, how did I ever use one of those crappy blenders? Yeah. You know, so it's 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 one of these things that, um, you know, you're, it's so true that you can't just, like, say, oh, you're screwed and leave someone with with no solution, you know? Yes. But I, th I think in this episode and just, you know, the time we've spent together just hanging out over the last couple of years, too, that, that you do give a lot of value for free. And I think today we've given people, like, a lot. If you just follow, you know, half this stuff, you're going to see a remarkable improvement yeah, big time. in your general well-being and the more that i put into yeah. this you know yeah. it just gets better and better so uh, one one thing before i forget is regarding dreams and you know we all know about dreams but my question is do you dream and the answers are actually shocking people don't remember their dreams they dream unfrequently and you know especially the turning off your wi-fi or shutting off your cell phone or actually go to the panel box and really find a breaker to the bedroom do this this is free advice and then pay attention on your dream you will see big improvement in your dream you will dream daily you will have so mm, solid dreams certain time frames of course 
they will repeatedly come consistent. And, and then this, for me as a sleep coach, is the best answer what I can get when some people follow this advice. They're telling me they have dream. Then I know when you have a dream, then you have a certain amount of deep sleep. While we do know deep sleep and dream are connected. So this is already so much, so powerful. And this is something what I cannot judge when you talk to me and I'm going away. You, you're the only person who can look in your head and you're the only person who can figure out I'd had a dream or I didn't. But then please tell, pay attention on dreams and do some of the basic stuff and give me a call when you have this amazing dream. Then dreams are the way to a better you know, life and to a healthy life. And very, very, very important for us. Awesome. Well, in closing, I'd like to ask you a three-part question. Well, really, one question with three answers, and that is, what three books, teachings, philosophies, gurus can you recommend? So we've learned tons from you today. Who yeah. do you go to? Like, who are the badasses that you've learned from? Yeah, and so there's actually one book in English language. I'm, I'm a, I have the pleasure to read books in two languages, German and English. So there's Dr. Demand. He wrote the book, The Promise of Sleep, uh, from the Harvard University, Stan no, from Stanford. He's now 82 years old. So he, he's been around the block. So Dr. Demand, Promise of Sleep, a fantastic book. Very interesting. You know, he's, he, his whole life, he studied sleep in his young years with the university students. And he did a lot of campuses, summer camps. And he did all the sleep studies on them. Very, very entertaining. And actually, he's a very entertaining guy on top of it. And you get the huge amount of knowledge about sleep and importance of sleep and all, you know, the attached problems with sleep, snoring, sleep apnea, sleep deprived, you know, fantastic book to read. Dr. Demand, The Promise of Sleep. The second book, what I recommend is also an English title. It's the Earthing book, you know, to get really the basic about earthing and, you know, what earthing does. It's a... It's a soft book. It's a very short book. It's 100 pages. Very nice to read. Dr. Demand is a very thick book. It's just 400 pages. You definitely need more some time. And then, of course, I'm, I'm reading a book in German, and the title is a little bit longer, called Schlaf dich jung, fit und erfolgreich. And this book actually is written from Professor Dr. Aman Janssen, who is the founder of Samina. And he was a psychologist who learned about all psychology to be in, in his upbringing, in his years, to be practicing psychology, but then he made the Samina business out of it while he did that he understood the connection between the power of sleep and the importance of sleep. So he wrote this book in German language, uh, what I read all the ways and I always have it with me. It's it's I have actually here with Luke, it's a very small book. You can carry this book around. This book has little tiny chapters and this actually brings me down. I, when I sit in my car and drive and I'm stuck in traffic, I read another chapter and I wrote them a thousand times over and over again. They are very entertaining and they bring me back to nature. And um, it, I would say in the next six months, this book will be in English. I will start translating this now. Uh, so I would recommend those three books. Excellent. Thanks for the recommendations. And lastly, where can we find you, your website, showroom, etc.? Yeah, so again, we moved to Pasadena. So it's uh, it's 601 East Green Street in Pasadena. It's a homepage called www.samina.us, S-A-M-I-N-A.com.us, not .com. And uh, my name is Klaus Pummer. We do have a toll-free number. What is 1877 Feel free to call me for any sleep-related question. There's all free of charges. 
part of my up my pleasure to in the, uh, to bring this mission forward to talk about sleep and and give me a call or shoot me an email to klaus c-l-a-u-s at samina.com or even even much better to remember sleep at samina.com awesome thank you so much for coming over today and hanging out on the show awesome to having me here looking forward to coming back that's the sound we get at the end of an episode it's so sad i hate ending these interviews when i have a good guest like klaus who just goes deep into the information i seriously want to do a three-hour show i don't know joe rogan does it maybe i could somehow pull it off i don't know we'll see but i had to end it there unfortunately folks and i hope that you got a lot of valuable information about all things sleep i definitely want to encourage you again to get over to justhealthysleep.com and delve into the whole world of the Samina sleep system. It's absolutely freaking incredible. And don't forget that you can save 5%, which is not a measly discount because these beds are thousands of dollars. Just enter the code LIFESTYLIST if you check out on the site or just get over there and talk to Klaus, man. You can go meet him in person. He and his lovely wife, Denise, are really, really helpful and very enthusiastic about sharing this information with you. So get Joe behind over there, and you know what? Whatever you're sleeping on now, I wish you the best of luck. I just want to leave you with the idea that sleep is so, so important. It's becoming one of my number one priorities in life, and it's really paying off. So thank you so much again for joining me. I'd like to recommend that you do something, and that is to subscribe to this show so you never miss an episode. Second request is this. I'd like to ask that you forward this show, this specific episode or the show in general, to a friend, family member, or someone you love, maybe even a boss or employee. I'd really love to get this information out into the world and spread the message of designing the ultimate lifestyle. Somewhere on your screen, somewhere, you can click on something that says share, and that would be an awesome way to support the show. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next time. I'd like to remind you to get your 15% discount hookup over at foursigmatic.com. This is where you're going to find the world's most convenient, potent, and delicious medicinal mushroom and herbal blends. These are great standalone drinks or add-ons that you can put into your coffee. They're really great to drink at night because they don't have caffeine. You can also use them before workouts in moments of concentration. They're just amazing little packets of magical power. So enjoy that 15% discount by entering the lifestylist at foursigmatic.com. Again, the discount code is the lifestylist at foursigmatic.com.